Hello there. You're about to listen to an episode of Food and Health Talk, Legacy Food and Health Talks. You know, in 2023, Food and Health Talks rebranded and relaunched as change makers. But all the episode we've recorded up to this point is still available for you to listen. And you're just about to listen to one of them. Enjoy it. And don't forget, Food and Health Talks is now Changemaker Podcast. Thank you. Welcome to a new episode of the Food and Health Talks podcast, a show focused on educating and empowering people to create a healthier future through nutrition and wellness education. A show where you will find interviews with leading scientists making groundbreaking discoveries, innovators, and global food industry leaders. It is that show you do not want to miss with your host, Dr. Julia Oleanju. Welcome to this episode of Food and Health Talks. I'm really excited about the conversation we're having today with our special guest, Cara Landau. She's a dietitian and she's also a prebiotic expert. She's the founder and the CEO of Uplift Food, and she's also the spokesperson for the Dietitian Association of Australia. I was heard that she's an Australian and she's resident in the US. So, Kara, it's so great to have you on this show, and I'm really excited about the conversation. I can't wait to get started. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's really a pleasure. So, yeah, we'll get started by letting our guests know a bit about you, a bit about your background, and your story as a whole. What led you on your career path and where you are today? With pleasure. So I've been a registered dietitian for about 15 years now and this passion for nutrition and how you can use food to feel your best rather than it being just about looking a certain way has been ingrained in me since before uh, I even went to study uh, nutrition. I was always very passionate about sport and uh, and how you could use food as fuel. Uh, But more than that, over the years, uh, what happened was is that as I would go through personal stressful life events, be it breaking up from a partner, moving countries, unknowns of life in general, there was this part of me that thought if food can affect us in, in all these other ways, and I was already thinking about it for physical performance in terms of sport or something like that, it must play a role in how we mentally feel. And it was really from those personal experiences and me having that expertise that nutrition and food can have such an impact on you. I then started to really delve deeper into wanting to discover the science around how nutrition can be used to boost our mood. Uh, And and so, you know, I, I wrote a book about this it was about 10 years ago now when I first moved to the States and I had gone through a breakup and I started this journey of really trying to discover uh, this connection. And what I discovered back then was the gut-brain connection and prebiotics, which as you know, we will discuss further, Uplift Food is all about that. But this science of what we call psychobiotics was 
not really a thing 10 years ago. The science has just grown and grown and grown and grown, which is incredible. So I probably sounded a little bit crazy uh, 10 years ago when I was as I was at that time a spokesperson for the Dietitians Association of Australia. Uh, I now act as the media representative for the Global Prebiotic Association, which is obviously very relevant to my passion and my expertise now. Uh, but it was back then that I really started to spread this message about the importance of your gut health and how you can use food and nutrition to support your mental health. And thankfully, uh, there's been a lot of research and a lot of other louder voices that have now come into the light over the last decade. And so I'm no longer preaching on my own, uh, but rather there's an army of us that are really trying to spread this message because it's so valuable uh, to everyone's life. Yes, and it's so interesting you uh, brought this up because um, I think episode 23 of um, Food and Health Talks, we had um, Dr. Umanadio, uh, who also came on the show and talked about gut health and your mood and how maintaining a good and robust gut health could improve, uh, improve your mental health as well. So I'm excited to dive deep, even um, dive even deeper into this conversation. But before we even go there, I have a question for you with regards to your choice to become a dietitian. So was there something in your childhood that uh, triggered interest in healthcare or was this something your parents were doing or somebody around you? What, what were the influences in your life as a child that yeah. led you on a career path in healthcare? I was always, my family was very into food. I'm from a culture where a lot of festivities are shared around a meal, which I think is in a lot of cultures. Uh, and so I was always, I always really enjoyed food. I didn't think that food was something, I wasn't into diets or anything like restrictive. Uh, I actually, I was very into sport, but I was also uh, a little bit more overweight in my teenage years. And I found that when I, changed up what I was eating, my performance improved so much between uh, if I played a sport called netball, it's a Commonwealth sport similar to basketball, uh, but also tennis and, and other sports. And so I think it was from that passion of knowing that one, that I loved food. So I wanted to make sure that I was going to continue to enjoy the, you know, food as an experience. But secondly, how can it be used in, in our favor? rather than work against us in all those other life experiences just in our day-to-day -day life. And so it was probably a culmination of all of that that I then went, whilst I was still at school, my favourite subject was called Health and Human Development. Uh, I ended up doing quite well in that. And I think that was, it was really because I enjoyed it so much. And I think it was that connection between enjoying the content, it being so relevant and, you know, you can straight away utilize that knowledge and put it into your own life and share it with others so they can also reap these benefits. It was, it was almost a no brainer decision for me to go into studying nutrition and dietetics. I didn't, I almost didn't review uh, any other options. Uh, I just knew that that was the next stepping stone. <laughs> that's great. That's, uh, that's really exciting to hear. And you know, um, there, it, there are many um, areas of, um, food and areas or specialty or subset specialties in food and health that you could have gone into, but you developed specific interest in um, gut health, prebiotics, and, and just 
learning more about that area of um, uh, of nutrition and and our health. So, I was wondering if there are some patterns you saw with your patients that triggered your interest in gut health specifically, or this is just um, something um, different. Just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh- 100 percent uh when i started out i had a private practice uh, and i was continuously seeing people for a range of different health concerns if it was from a doctor referring them it was often heart disease or diabetes or pre-diabetes uh, and amongst other conditions but a lot of this the people that came themselves outside of that were all for digestive discomfort it was irritable bowel syndrome on steroids it was and and what I found was that even for the pre-diabetics the diabetics there was very similar information that I was passing back to them in terms of the importance of fiber the importance of soluble fibers and and things that kind of ultimately led me towards digestive health and then ultimately gut health Uh, and with irritable bowel syndrome though there was so many consumers coming to me and their lives were so impeded because they just felt so stressed and obviously stress impacts irritable bowel syndrome as well which then amplifies the problems and so people I had patients that wouldn't want to leave their house because they didn't want to have stomach troubles when they were on public transport and not be able to get out and and that to me was just not a way to live and so I definitely honed in unintentionally uh, on irritable bowel syndrome. And and then again, by default, it shifted me to digestive health and to gut health. And it was really when I then moved to the US and I did that research on the book 10 years ago, that it was kind of blending across from irritable bowel and digestive health to more that gut health and mood piece where I ended up landing. That's interesting. And you are the, uh, the founder of um, Uplift Foods. So I wanted to tell our audience a little bit about your company and what exactly you do. With absolute pleasure. Uh, Uplift, as I guess you're starting to get here, is the culmination of years and years and years of passion and research and, and really being in this space. Uh, and I guess I was, uh, Uplift is a prebiotic functional snacking brand and every item that we release has a truly functional dose of gut healthy prebiotics in it. So what it means is that you don't need to take a supplement and also look for a healthy snack. You can actually utilize our products as your morning tea, your afternoon tea and on the go breakfast and know that at the same time you are having the equivalent and reaping the benefits for your gut digestive and immune health that you would get from a supplement. And so I'm very passionate about that. We, we Every product that we release has a diverse blend of prebiotics. And what I mean by that is that you'll get sources that are called prebiotic fibers. You'll get something called resistant starches, which I'm more than happy to talk about. You'll get uh, prebiotics in the form of polyphenols uh, and antioxidants. So there's many different forms of prebiotics and there's many different ingredients that they come from. And as you delve deeper, the importance is, is that we all have different gut bacteria. And so everyone is going to need slightly different levels of different types of prebiotics. And it... To this day, the science is still being evolved about how to work out exactly what one person needs. But what we do know is that 
we need a diverse population of bacteria in our gut and they need to be fed diverse prebiotics in order to reap all the benefits that we associate with good gut health. And it is that good gut health that is connected to good mental health. And so in my mind, by taking this preventative approach, we're providing you with different ingredients, all plant-based, all low sugar. So fitting in with other aspects of good gut health and good overall health. Uh, everything is very high in dietary fiber, uh, but coming in forms that don't cause bloating and digestive discomfort, because that's very important as well, if you want people to stick with this sort of eating. Uh, and, and so, yeah, we've, we've developed gut happy cookies. We've got prebiotic bliss bites. Our newest product, which people are loving, are called prebiotic puffs. Uh, so they're a savory snack. Uh, they come in three flavors. And then we have our signature daily uplifter powder, which you can blend into different snacks or breakfast recipes and utilize. So something for everyone, I hope. That, that's interesting. And it's good to know that you have such a variety for um different preferences as well. I wanted to talk a bit more about uh, the different types of prebiotics. You mentioned a, a number of categories and uh, a lot of people are listening and thinking, okay, what exactly does that mean? How does that play out when I, uh, when I eat something like this? So do you mind just explaining those different types um, in layman terms, what it means, how, how, how it digests differently or how it's processed yeah. differently? Um, so you can understand. Sure. So basically, in, in summary, a lot of people that think that they're sensitive to prebiotics, uh, and it's often because the most mainstream sources of prebiotics would be found in the form of, let's say, inulin or soluble corn fibre. They are put in a lot of low-carb products or in supplements, and, and often they are a cheaper form. Uh, of prebiotic and so but they also have a lot of research on them so I don't want to take away from that but what I'm sharing is that uh, something like inulin which is found uh, in chicory root uh, as an example you might see chicory root fiber on a lot of products uh, many people that suffer from irritable bowel syndrome will end up with discomfort from consuming too much of that and so um, those are usually your soluble prebiotic fibers and so Although there are benefits to them, they do feed the good gut bacteria, I've always felt that it's important to make sure that we come up with some and we provide some other sources of prebiotics, such as resistant starches, which act very similar to a fibre. As the name suggests, it resists digestion by us as it moves through our intestines. It makes its way to the end uh, of our gut where it then selectively feeds the good gut bacteria. So you end up with slightly less of the bloating or discomfort that might come with a large dose of a soluble fiber. Uh, so, so that is one example. So it's a little bit smoother uh, on the stomach. Uh, and then outside of that, I mentioned polyphenols. And so they are found in things like as a prebiotic in kiwi fruit powder, uh, you can find them in some citrus peel fibers and citrus peel powders. So, you know, interesting, unique ingredients, but the beauty of these is that they're really low dose. They can enhance the growth of the good gut bacteria. And because they are not a fiber, they don't have any of the side effects connected to having such a large dose of a soluble fiber. So uh, that is, Hopefully that explains it. And I guess the benefit, as I mentioned, is that they will all be feeding slightly different bacterial strains. Uh, and so for us to keep that diversity, we need 
to we need to feed them all. <laughs> That's great. That's absolutely great. Thank you so much for making time to explain that. And um, so when you think about the food industry, what trends are you seeing now? that is exciting, especially the snack space. So what trends are you seeing that's exciting and why are they, why, why is it so exciting? Oh, I mean, I love that lower sugar and higher fiber are coming up more and more as what people are helping to promote and teach people about and, and create snacks that fit that. Uh, I feel like there's been phases in the past more around the paleo diet or when it's solely the keto diet and they're not looking at, you know, even if you're going to remove some of the non-fibrous carbohydrates, that they weren't necessarily focused on also adding in the good that our gut needs. So I think that it's really great to see more and more whole food based uh, and plant based foods that are rich in fiber and lower in sugar uh, that are making their way onto the market. Uh, I also definitely, the prebiotic space is growing and I'm very happy about that. Uh, I do think that, you know, it's important that it, it continues to be monitored because misleading marketing does begin. Uh, the more consumers start to understand a space uh, and marketers think there's an opportunity so I'm very passionate about making sure that you know at least at Uplift Food we act with integrity uh, and and so yeah I, I love watching the growth and expansion uh, of all the snack products that are that's out there. Great. That's really great and I, I really like what you said about um, integrity and, and just people marketing with integrity as well because um, I think it's really crucial and uh, also believe that it's very very important to take steps to educate consumers um, about our products and the benefit it brings and how what they should look out for and things like that i'm hoping that that is something we'll see more of in the coming years and uh, because today people are more connected and people share information sometimes the information is reliable or credible sometimes it's not and the more experts you see how they're talking and sharing their knowledge, uh, the better we'll all be. So uh, thanks so much for that input. So um, talk to us a bit about how, what makes your, your brand stand out and what your, your, from your perspective, how does brand like yours stand out in a space? Uplift definitely stands out as being a truly good for you gut health brand. So like we were discussing, there is definitely products that are coming onto the market that might add one probiotic strain and market themselves as good for gut health, or they will add one type of, of fiber, be it inulin or soluble corn fiber, will not put an effective dose of that ingredient in, and then we'll market it as a prebiotic. So I definitely, I definitely feel very strongly that I know we are bringing good and innovative products into the world that are not a copycat. They are things you cannot find anywhere else. Uh, and they really do all offer this unique blend of prebiotics. Uh, and what we've even gone ahead and done is put a different blend of different prebiotics in every product. So what it means is that it's not just one blend pushed through all four product lines and, you know, you get the same benefit if you have the puffs or you have the cookies. What we're doing here is that you can enjoy it. It's only going to be additive. So you'll be feeding different bacteria every time you consume the puffs or the bites or, you know, or something else. And so uh, I feel 
I feel like I'm, you know, standing with my morals when, when I recommend these products and, and knowing that other professionals, other GI doctors, other registered dietitians are also advocating for what we're releasing sort of gives me that stamp. Uh, no, you know, I can stand behind my products, but it's another thing for my colleagues to also do that. That's great. That's really great to know that when you have a company like this, and you have an expert that will weigh all the variables and able to advise people. No, we have this specific amount in this product. We have different types of products as well. If you have pops or you have cookie, you're not having exactly the same thing. They're all different. And this is how. So um, I think one of the key things you bring to the table here is that expertise so you can you know what people need you know what, what the problems they might be having so you can create variations that will address a broad or a wide spectrum of people regardless of their uh, different needs which is which is absolutely great and so um did the COVID-19 pandemic affect your company in any way and if so how Absolutely. I don't think anyone has gone unscathed through COVID-19. I guess because Uplift Food is so young, we're never to know how different things have been as a result of COVID-19 because we've just had to live through it per se. So we were, our plan originally had very much been to focus on retail uh, and we definitely completely redirected to e-commerce to be able to you know provide the products to people across the United States and and to just get it moving we literally planned on launching uh we went into our first production for our first snack product the cookies uh in March uh last year which basically was when the US went into lockdown <laughs> so none of the retailers were open to reviewing a new brand and bringing us into sh on shelves so we had to come up with a completely different uh you know way of of talking to people but having said that I think that by having the last you know year and a half two years of talking directly to our consumers we've really learned a lot about what they're looking for uh, how to position our products and at the same time the, the noise in a really positive way around the importance of your gut health and how it connects to your immune health, even if it's not yet around stress, which unfortunately has also been on the rise, obviously based on what's going on in the uncertainty to a lot of people. Uh, it's definitely been the combination of immune health, getting more attention, people knowing that your diet can impact that. Uh, the GI doctors, I've, I really feel have become louder in the last year or two, which is wonderful uh, I think people have turned to them more than potentially 10 years ago for sure uh, and as a result I suppose it's great for uplift that more people are now starting to understand this concept and starting to know even if they don't know all the benefits they at least can associate gut health and prebiotics as being a valuable nutrition element for them to include in their diets. That's really great. That's absolutely great. And you're right. A lot of people got really curious about um, gut health, immune health, and there were just so much information out there, people trying to learn more and trying to um, optimize their health and, and eat right, just to get through all that we're going through in 2020 and even part of 2021 as well. Yeah, so um, one thing I, I really feel strongly about is that there is room for improvement in the food industry. There's so much that we can do to be better. So I want to get your take on some of the concerns or some of the areas for improvement that you've seen in the food industry and what we can do to help people live better and stronger 
by um, innovating more, innovating in a different way. So I just want to get your take on that a little. Oh, it's a big question. I, I have so many ways I could take it. I'm just almost <laughs> uh, I think in general, the food industry as a whole has all it's a business. And so, you know, when and so the it's also it, there's this chicken and egg situation of is the consumer needing to make their choices with how they spend by not purchasing products that are not as good for them but will be cheaper because they are made with cheaper ingredients which are then more likely to not be fibrous not have healthy fats not be rich in protein and, and nutrients that basically when you when you understand the cost of raw ingredients you'll understand why it is so much cheaper to sell something that is made predominantly of refined carbohydrates and the opposite of all those nutrients that I just mentioned in terms of how your body responds yeah. uh, and so you know the food industry although I definitely feel there is a they are leaning in to trying to create healthier products. And there are 1000% people within the food industry, within some of the really lar the largest corporations on the planet who do genuinely want to do good and make a change, but it is a big system. And at the end of the day, it is a business. And I think that, you know, that's where education to consumers, consumers spending their money like putting their money where their mouth is. If they say they want healthier foods, if they say they want to be eating to support, you know, their gut health, their digestion, whatever it is, then, then accepting that that may at this point in time, based on the back end of the food industry, cost you slightly more, but it's you, you know, I guess you, you allocate your spending based on one, obviously what you have and can do. I'm not, you know, ignorant to that. But secondly, I think in all aspects of life, you know, what you really prioritise is then how you, you decide what you spend on. And, and so I think it with more shift that way, the food industry will actually be forced to make those changes. And Definitely. when big companies make that change, that will change the whole back end of the system because those more expensive ingredients will start to be produced more en masse. And that will mean more accessibility for more companies to incorporate them at a price point that will be more accessible to consumers. So, yeah, thank you so much. And the truth is, consumers have started voting with their dollars. And uh, in the past year, even before uh, we had the pandemic, uh, there's been a, a huge shift in the way and the perspective of consumers. And that has affected the market and affected a lot of big brands too, in terms of what they're investing in. A lot of big brands now have um, accelerators or venture funds that support good for you products or plant-based products or just different types of um, uh, innovative approaches to uh, engaging startups or getting companies that are already targeting health-conscious consumers on board with their, with their portfolio. So we're looking forward to more of that, hopefully in the coming years as well. Before we wrap up on this um, episode, if people are listening, they know you are a dietitian. And if someone is listening and is thinking, you know, I really want to start working on optimizing my health and true nutrition, what advice would you give them? Definitely start with something very simple, like trying to add in more 
fruits and vegetables. Uh, I think like veg vegetables even more with a passion, but, uh, but fruits as well. So I don't want that to be too misread. Uh, but I really think that bringing in those natural sources of more fiber and antioxidants and all the benefits that come with that, uh, you will find that it will start to even regulate your hormones more. So you won't be craving uh, other foods that are not as good for you. I think trying to reduce sugar, but I put sugar in an equal bucket as refined carbohydrates. Our body really does respond quite similarly to them in terms of the inflammatory effects. And that is linked to anxiety and depression. So, you know, I'm very strong about that as well. Uh, and then, and then, if you know, I do know that people are still looking for packaged products. Like that's not, that's not going away tomorrow. And so I just, I feel quite strongly that you need to look to to buy from brands that you can trust that are offering you real benefits and and not just putting as i say a sprinkling of one ingredient and making a claim uh, and so you know do your research and and make sure that you find things that you enjoy because if you try to force feed yourself something because you think it's good for you and you really don't want to you don't look forward to eating that every day or drinking that every day it's not going to stick you know, like you, you don't need to put yourself through that. It, it links back to the very beginning of, of this interview where I explained like why I got into this. There are so many different foods that we can incorporate to attain a benefit. And it's really about doing some research to find that, that option uh, or seeking an expert to support you to find that option. That's really great. And it's very spot on. Baby steps, baby steps, starts with yeah. baby steps. Yeah. And it's, it's so interesting. Sometimes you listen to people and say, oh, you know, I'm going to change everything I eat in the next two weeks and they do it for a week and then they're back to what they used to what they used to so uh yeah baby steps and um making progress with every single day yeah thank you so much for sharing thank you so much for connecting with our audience today and um we really really appreciate uh your insights and learning about your story as well so uh for everyone listening, uh, thank you for connecting with us today. Uh, you could learn more about Cara and Uplift Foods by checking the information in the show notes and you can connect directly with her as well. So until the next time when I bring another exceptional guest your way, stay safe and blessed as well. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for another session of Food and Health Talks. We invite you to subscribe to this channel, share this with your friends and colleagues, and don't forget to leave a review for us. Together, we are joining hands to shape a healthier future of food.